Welcome back to the Geek-Centric Podcast, and welcome back to our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. However, there are many like us out there as well, and that is something. Welcome back to Watch Club. My name is CTO831, but you can call me Hugs. And this is our Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch, Season 2, Episode 10. We're already at Episode 10, titled Retrieval. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and Star Wars in general. So if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so, and then come right back in less than 12 parsecs. Now, before we're abducted into a crime ring full of youths, let me introduce <laughs> you to our experimental crew of ragtag troopers. First up, joining our small battalion, we are so glad to have a true friend and war hero joining us, and her name is CT0118, but you can call her Brushstroke. Dang youths. <laughs> youths. <laughs> I didn't want to say kids. I don't know. That's oh, fair. They're not, they're not kids. They're, they're youths. They're, they're younger, not even the worst part of this uh, episode, though. Oh, no, we'll talk about him. We'll Ugh. talk about him. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, but listen, he's nothing like the worst part of this episode. In fact, he's, <laughs> he's dropping in high from the sky, way up high. He's the dopest, dankest dude on Dagobah, CT-1006, but you can call him Joints. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. You know, I feel like if all these youths said ahoy hoy it would have been a much more welcoming kind of environment that they were <laughs> probably, in i think probably you know it wasn't the best environment that they were in to begin with i don't know how much ahoy hoy would have helped that situation uh, dude a lot i think a <laughs> lot it's, it's you know they they think they would have cheered them right up uh but listen before we get into this episode uh, some fun voice cameos this week uh i was stoked to hear well, you know what actually no, we'll we'll talk about that uh, a little bit oh. later on. But um, I'm happy that we got. This is the second act to last week's yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. This is the the you know the the two parter of the two parters, <laughs> the second <laughs> part of the two parter. Um, but listen, before we find out who's the top earner this round, which let's be honest, it would be Megan. Uh, let's get to this <laughs> week's plot. <laughs> After getting stranded in last week's episode, the Bad Batch, mostly Wrecker, is left complaining about how hungry they are uh, as they work to repair a broken down speeder. Omega remembers that they can track Gonky, Gonky on Gonky. the Marauder. Uh, Gonky, oh, I love Gonky so much. <laughs> we see Benny, uh, Benny reaching out to gang leader Mako that he's bringing in something special. Mako tells Benny that this might bring the wrong kind of attention and that they'll have to sell it off piece by piece. Benny asks him if he's still in contention for top earner this round, and Mako says, we'll see, and tells him he can keep the droid uh, and gives him, like, half a sip of water, which was so rude, so rude. Okay, so let's before we talk about that guy, we'll get to him eventually, <laughs> but let's talk about this new character we're introduced to here in this episode, Benny Borrow, what did you think of him? I know, Megan, you kind of were hoping that he was going to be something special. What did you think of Benny Borrow? Initially, look-wise, I was like, okay, he's got purple hair. He's got to be someone. Like, 
I there who do I know that's named Benny and has purple hair because it's such a specific look in Star Wars. I feel like he must mm-hmm. have been recognizable. But I even googled his name and there's nothing. Like nothing. he he is just um a thief and a hopeful top earner and that is who Benny is. Um I, I, I'm a little disappointed by that. I really thought that they would yeah. have introduced us to somebody that we already know, or I don't know. I, I just think there are so many characters that are already supported throughout the Clone Wars and Rebels that could have been featured in this in this kind of way that would have been like an exciting callback and they don't need to do anything for the future of the Bad Batch but to just like make this whole moment this whole scenario a little more meaningful to fans I guess I don't know yeah I agree with you I think though and I mean we'll we might get to it at (laughs) I'm jumping to the end here but you know (laughs) I, I think it's kind of like a Trace or Rafa situation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We'll see this kid again for sure. Uh, he was given – I love his design. I, I love his mm-hmm. – I got uh, some the more blue tattoo? hair. but <laughs> The neck tattoo. I'm like, do I need to get a neck tattoo, you guys? <laughs> like, holy, it looks so cool. Equal sign on his neck tattoo, which is interesting because, you know, equal. Nothing is equal uh, amongst his groups. Ah. So I thought that was an interesting sort of decision. Um, that they made with his character design. He was given the main character energy, even though he wasn't the main character. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that comes down to uh, his voice. And I know Darcy, after we once we got to see the credits, you were you were freaking out. Yeah. Uh, if anyone, you know, we actually believe it or not, we talked about this person uh, during our trailer drop back when we did the trailer drop for Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, mm-hmm. um, and. Yuri Lowenthal, who you might recognize as Peter Parker from Insomniac Spider-Man games. Yep. I was like, the entire episode, I was like, oh, is that, wait, is it? No. And I was like, is it Ratchet and Clank? No, it's not Ratchet. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. It sounds similar, but no, it is Yuri Lowenthal. Darcy, what was it like to hear Spider-Man come out of this kid's voice? Uh, it was it was really cool. And again, I really liked this. I actually really liked his character. And I got the whole vibe of this setup and stuff like that was taking me back to Solo, which, again, I enjoyed. I don't know what people have wrong oh, with very that movie, solo. but that was a very solo setup with the whole thieves working to become top earner and, and move up the ranks of this little syndicate, if you will. So I, I mm-hmm. really enjoyed his the aspect. The fact that he was voiced by Yuri Lowenthal was just a delight. Because, uh, again, I grew up watching Ben 10 with my younger brothers. So, you know, that's another oh, yeah. voice I remember him from because yep. he was Ben 10. So, he is Ben 10. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a, a little nice little trip down memory lane. So at least if it wasn't a Clone Wars character, uh, uh, character or anything like that it was a delightful voice actor who brought again this character and made it a bit more welcoming to my heart so I, I enjoyed it yeah it's crazy Yuri Yuri Lowenthal you know I think we talk about you know what we talked about uh, Wanda Sykes joining Star Wars, Rhea mm-hmm. Perlman, and like how we can get these these actors that can portray these various characters that you never would think that would they would take on. Like I don't think yeah. Rhea Perlman was ever going to be like I'm going to be Sitter and Scaleback, right? Like I don't <laughs> think she ever ever thought of that in her in her life. Um, and Yuri Lowenthal, you know, it's interesting. I, I was looking up more information on him. Um, he's he's 51 years old, and it's just crazy that he's he's playing this kid. And his voice is so young sounding. And I mean, even in, in Spider-Man, like he's a younger character. Mm-hmm. And obviously in Ben 10, he's he's super young. But it's just crazy to sort of like, I was like, I looked it up. I'm like, whoa, that guy's 51? Like, holy, that's crazy. I All mean, right. I could also say, you know, I'm pretty sure Tara Strong is in her 40s 
and she That's plays true. babies. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. She's in Rugrats. Absolutely. Um, I also want to just shout out the subtitles again. If you're not watching this as a true Star Wars fan without subtitles, watch it with Star- with subtitles. Just literally just to see the scenes with Gonky because yeah. it's such a win for me. Whenever Gonky honks, we just get the subtitles that say Gonky honks. <laughs> <laughs> like I almost want to get a – maybe that's a the tattoo honk. I get on my neck. I just get a Gonky honks tattoo that should on be, my neck. I think. That should be like a bumper sticker on a car. Right? Gonky, gonky honks, honks with a little Gonky. <laughs> okay, listen. If you're an Etsy distributor, partner yep. with Megan. She'll work it out with you. We'll, we'll cut the royalties. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, let's keep going here. Omega successfully gets a signal from Gonki, uh, and the crew all comedically ride together on this semi-repaired speeder. I love how they're all it, and it's like, dragging <laughs> along the, the ground yeah. as it goes. It reminded me of like like I think you see that a lot in like India. Like you'll see like whole families on these oh, yeah. little bikes, right? Um, very similar feelings there. Uh, they managed to track down the droid as well as Benny uh, and they intimidate him into showing them where the ship is uh, and then uh, they barely sneak down what seems like the most dangerous chimney in the galaxy um, and Benny brings them to the Marauder and they learn that it's been stripped of its hyperdrive. Benny tells them that the ray shield keeping them from escaping can only be accessed from the central tower. He suggests Omega joins him but she needs to change, change her outfit to blend in. We then cut to Mako, straight up gorging himself so gluttonously. Like, it reminded me of that scene in Lord of the Rings with Denethor when he eats the chicken and the grapes. Like, I was <laughs> oh, getting gross. straight Denethor vibes. <laughs> Sorry to bring that up. Um, uh, but after stealing the central tower pass from Drake, um, Omega is ready to get out of the common room. But Benny wants to wait to hear uh, if, if he earned top earner. Unfortunately... Drake has once again earned top earner and a bowl of food. Uh, but Mako says, you know, I'm not going to leave my crew hanging. And then he gives him like scraps. What a terrible existence for these kids. I don't, you're right, Darcy. I don't think now that I, I'm talking about, it, I don't think a hoi hoi would save them. Uh, what do you think the, well, let's just start here. What do you think the food was that he gave them? And how much of his own saliva do you anticipate was in it? Oh, God, I didn't even want to think of that. I'm going to oh. throw yeah, up. He's, he's probably giving <laughs> yeah. them leftovers, uh, right? That looked like broth made from the ration bars or something. It didn't look like it was oh. even that good. It was just a, a it was just a broth. There was no substance to it. Why was it so it. brown? I don't know. Why was it so, I, I don't, huh. It's so gross. And this, again, I'm just picturing his saliva in it, too. It's just making it so much worse. Yeah, <laughs> what's that cafeteria stuff they always have in shows? It's like slop. They just call it slop. Yeah, like gruel or gruel. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, and but like I've also seen multiple times now this like shish kebab food. Like Wrecker's <laughs> seen in throughout some of these episodes eating the shish kebab, and I'm like, they must love shish kebabs in the in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away. I didn't realize how popular shish kebabs were, but you see him, he's gorging himself on some shish kebabs, and even just the way he talks, I'm like. He's definitely got like a heart condition or something. <laughs> He's got diabetes. He's like super Mako icky. is messed up. Yeah, yeah, really gross. Phenomenal voice work, uh, but but super yeah. gross character. Um, <laughs> I I love the the line um, between the exchange between Omega and. Uh, and Benny, I think there's a lot of really wonderful exchanges between them in this episode, but where he's like, you know, what do, what do you care about that thing? It's just a beat up old battery. She's like, not to us. Like, yeah. like, not, <laughs> like it's just like he's he's part of the family, too. And I love that about, you know, again, she sees 
where the the whole galaxy sees these droids is just tools um gonky's her friend yeah. and i i love that and i love that and she wrecker's to, friend to too him. which is nice and wrecker's like, another friend. thing yeah <laughs> yeah helps him work out dude yeah. absolutely <laughs> um and then i also love the line the exchange where she's like uh where he's like you gotta bail and she's like we don't do that and it's we just like she's that. so <laughs> sassy like she's like She's not taking no crap from nobody, especially when it comes to people that disrespect her family. Like normally she's pretty, you know, we talked about it in the in, in the past of her like being really empathetic and really like, you know, like passionate towards talking to other people. But here she's just like, who are you? Like, I don't care about you. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like last episode I was saying that she's going to form this connection with the, the ship thief and that leads them to help. That didn't happen at all. She was just like, no, I'm getting my ship back. I don't care about you. So it was really cool yeah. to see that aspect of her. Again, even that, well, when they're, you know, scaring uh, Benny at first when they're all like surrounding him, the fact that they're all in the shadows in the same way, she was just as intimidating as the three older men in armor. So it was really cool to see that her place in the team that way. Oh, and the you mentioning when they sort of ambush uh, Benny, the moment that Wrecker like sticks his arm <laughs> out line. and just like cr- clotheslines <laughs> Benny is so brutal, and then he still tries so to good. get up and run away, and then there's Omega with her bow. It's so so awesome. I think I also can't remember if it's Benny that says it or if it's Omega, but when um, Hunter successfully goes down that chimney and gets out and is safe. He looks at them or she says, you stole the wrong ship. But I think he says, I oh, think yeah. I stole the wrong ship. No, she, no, no, she, she says no, that to she him. Says she says that. that. Yeah. yeah he's that. like, you guys really mean business or something like that. Like, or no, you guys, are, are you sure you're not uh, Ipsum miners? Ipsum yeah, you miners, guys aren't yeah. Ipsum miners. And she says, you stole the wrong ship. Yes. <laughs> so great. So, so good. good. So I just kept looking at you, Megan, every time, any, even if it wasn't like a funny thing that she said, <laughs> I just like looking at you, I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm always amazing. smiling when Omega's sassy. Oh, it's the best. Uh, so let's get through um, kind of this next section here. Um, I'm kind of the rest of the episode here. Uh, so Omega and Benny managed to reach the tower control room uh, to get the shield code while extracting the code. Benny opens up to Omega, telling her he wishes Mako would treat him like the way the rest of the Bad Batch treats her. She confides in him, saying she, understand what it, she understands what's it, what it's like to be born uh, into a life and that life being all you have, uh, and then proceeds to be the kindest person in the world and just gives him her rations. Yeah. Uh, while digging through the station's records, Omega and Benny discover that, and keep in mind, sorry, this is her giving him the rations after spending all that time trapped in the desert and like <laughs> Wrecker's already eaten all of her, her rations probably. <laughs> um, while digging through the station's records, Omega and Benny discover that Mako has been lying to all of them, that the Ipsium isn't degraded and that they've actually been doing really good. Then Mako betrays, uh, sorry, then Mako shows up and Omega realizes that Benny has betrayed them. On the bridge, on the on the bridge holding Omega hostage, Mako is in a standoff with the Bad Batch crew. As more of the kids join the bridge, Benny does the right thing finally, and tells them all the truth that uh, that he's been that Mako's been cutting them all out uh, and keeping the profits for himself. This causes them all to turn on Mako, and as he tries to have Omega thrown over, Hunter swings in like Spider Man. Spider-Man, and (laughs) saves her. Uh, The kids knock Mako over the railing after Benny attempts to save him. 
uh, he he knocks his hand away and falls into the lava below. And Megan, I even though you were muted on the Discord while we were watching this, I just audibly heard "bye" <laughs> just as he's falling all the way down. Um, so they they then they say their goodbyes uh, to Benny, and we learn that the kids are going to be able to uh, share amongst themselves. And this teaches Omega a good lesson that the Empire isn't the only threat; that there are many more like Mako out there. Tech reminds her that there are many more like them out there as well. And that is something really, really lovely. Again, Omega and Tech just having all the wonderful moments this season. It's nuts. Um, So what did you think of the uh, death of Mako? Uh, And do you think we're going to get to see Benny again, especially after he kind of says, if you ever need a, you know, a, a thief or whatever, maybe, maybe we need him again. I don't know. I could totally see him coming back in who knows what way, but just the way they left that off and the way Omega looked out and like watched him walk away. He's coming back. I don't know in what form, but he will. Um, I'm stoked that Mako's dead. (laughs) He grossed me out from the beginning of this episode. And the moment he left, I literally did go, bye, batch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's it. So happy to see him go. I loved that moment, though, when Hunter, like, threw his hook thing up. And I thought Omega was going to grab that and slide down to him. But to see Mm -hmm. that moment of, like, confidence and trust between both Hunter and Omega was so cool. Like, she had no problem backflipping off of that thing with the rope or with the droid and, like, reaching out to Hunter. And she knew he was going to grab her. Well, especially Unreal. she probably knew that like that, that grappling hook means they're going up to that platform. So she couldn't just fall and be caught. She had to get rid of the droid too. So again, it was so cool to see how far this character's come from the first season and that she is she is doing all these death defying stunts basically with the full trust of her team behind her. It's so cool. It's awesome. Yeah. I also have a fun little animation tidbit for you all. Um, oh, a batch fact? A batch fact. <laughs> Except it's <laughs> wow, not about Star okay. Wars, it's about animation. Oh. <laughs> so. Okay, yeah, go for it. Up in that um, control center, there's a moment when Mm -hmm. they arrive there and you can see Omega start the process of taking the coat off. She walks over to that shelf and does this. Then they turn to Benny Mm -hmm. and you can hear the rustling. Yeah, she does this. You can hear the rustling of a coat coming off. And then when they go back to Omega, she just has her hands down with the coat laying on the table. And immediately I smiled because I know the process of having to at least design and rig a piece of clothing being taken off. And in really? in 3D animation, it's so much more intricate and difficult than you'd think. In 2D animation, it's difficult. So I think it's so funny to be able to notice things like that where they cut so that they take a lot less time and use a lot less resources in a scene like this where they don't need to show her taking the coat off, as long as you gesture to her with the zipper and then show her after with it on the table, there's no need to have to do all the intricate taking of it off. And it's funny because that's like a live action hack too because you see it with like some special effects when there's a guy in a suit being a monster and there's a transformation. Supposed to showing that transformation, like you said, they'll just, you hear it in the background when you go back, oh, it's a guy and he's he's all sweaty. He just came out of that transformation. So it's cool how it, it carries across all these mediums and yeah. it's just a way to like save yourself that time and the eff- extra effort that it would be to to show that in-between process when all you need to do is imply that it happened. 
Exactly, because not only would you have to at least animate and rig the character doing the action, but you also have to rig the coat itself. So it has its own joints and bones to be taken off of the person. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, it's crazy. So it was fun to notice a hack like that. Well, and I mean, I think we talked about this a lot last year with when we were doing the watch club for She-Hulk and how that was very much an apparent thing where they wouldn't show yeah. her mm-hmm. transform as many times because of how much money that would cost. So I can only imagine for for, yeah, for clothing and, and different things like that. That's in- interesting. Yeah, that's, cool. Good. that's a great batch fact for our animation <laughs> fans. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think Hunter, the moment with Hunter doing that that leap of faith. Uh, was awesome. And I I will say it reminded me that Hunter has kind of taken a back seat this Mm -hmm. season, it feels like. He's kind of been, you know, we've been noticing a lot more growth, as we were saying, between Tech and Omega, um, even moments for Echo's character growth. Uh, Wrecker... Wrecker is just a constant. He's just, he's sort of just always the, <laughs> the, the fun uncle, you know, one-liner, big brother sort of thing. And and the thing, the, to, to be fair, Wrecker did get a really big character arc thing in season one. Yeah. So for them to sort of kind of backing off on him and Hunter this season, I guess that makes sense. But I will say that moment with Hunter and Omega really made me feel like, oh, can we get back to some of that? Because that he's was main dad. awesome. He's main, yeah, he's the main he's dad. He's main dad. <laughs> um, but okay, listen, let's get to our final thoughts and score for this episode, uh, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five rations. Uh, and Darcy, we're going to kick kick, uh, kick it off. We're just going to kick you off. We're going to kick you off this bridge no, into the no. lava with Mako. Don't worry. Uh, Hunter will save you. Hunter will save you. Okay, I hope he's uh, there. <laughs> go for it, Darcy. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I think this is a great follow-up to the last episode. It was a lot more faster-paced. It moved through the story points a lot quicker, and it still had me engaged with the you know these new characters they're introducing and their plight. And I mean, they mentioned how this like even right away I knew something was up because they when Benny mentions the uh, Ipsium was degrading in the last episode, Tech was just saying they found a very rich source that was stronger than the other stuff. So clearly, you knew that something was up even before we got more introduced to these characters. So I like how. If you're looking at these as a nice two part, it is still very contained and they can be viewed together. So that I think is awesome. And again, had some really cool moments between uh, Benny and Omega. And then like that, like we, we mentioned and talked a while about there, but that Hunter and Omega scene was incredible. And he said, that's that's what I want from these bad batches, these cool little action pieces where it shows the trust between this these team members and, and how it's growing even further than, than before. So it was really cool. Uh, yeah, I'll be giving this one. Uh, four out of five. And what are we rating this out of? I don't. Did you uh, say rations? Rations. Four out of five rations from from this guy because it was a strong follow up to last week, and I I enjoy it. These two parters are working for me. There you go. Now, are you keeping four out of the five rations and only giving one to to all the kids working <laughs> behind you? There, I can see them all working away. <laughs> those are just pops. Those are not kids. They do not oh, eat. Oh, sorry. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. Okay. Good. <laughs> Thank goodness. They're only Funko pops. Uh, Megan, how about yourself? I. I had a hard time with the rating of this one because I did enjoy it in the same way that I enjoyed the most recent episode. Uh, I 
I don't love the story of it, I guess. It just didn't grip me as much as obviously some of the more insane and dark episodes that we've had this season. Um, it was dark in its own way, but I, I think I also just put my hopes up too high for this thief <laughs> of the ship to be somebody that I knew. So that's my own fault. Uh, can't fault the episode for that. <laughs> but um it was still adventurous. It was exciting. We got moments of the Bad Batch being the Bad Batch with Omega having a little more sass to her, which I appreciated, um, and possibly introducing a character that could mean more in the future. So I will rate this a little higher than my previous episode, but I'm going to give this 3.5 out of 5 rations. A little half a ration for one of those kids. <laughs> for one of those kids in Darcy's background. Yeah. <laughs> Stop saying they're in my background. <laughs> <laughs> so the, all those youths. Uh, this week's episode, yeah, it was good. Um, I think my favorite part was hearing Yuri Lowenthal's voice. Uh, I'm glad it wrapped up last week's episode, as you guys were saying. I think it's on the same level for me as the race. Uh, the race. <laughs> the, it's on the same level for me as... Trace and Rafa. I don't know why that's so yeah. hard for me to say. Um, uh, from season one, I think the it's it's you know it, it's it's good. I think it was a little less um, fun. I, I liked all the quippy, you know, sassy Omega moments, but there were no zombie droids in this. So <laughs> um, I think the narrative was a little less original. Um, it still felt very Star Wars to me, probably because we've already seen it in Solo. Um, it reminded me of the kind of story that we might have actually gotten for Broom Kid uh, from The Last oh, yeah. Jedi if they gave him his own movie or his own show. Like that would be this would be Broom Kid's story because um, it's like the same even the same like villain guy. He's like a blah, blah, blah kind of guy. Um, I, uh, I I enjoyed, again, Omega's tenacity. I enjoyed her kindness showcased in this episode. And again, that Hunter moment was dope. Um, and I really liked the fact that the episode continues to remind us that there are other threats out there other than the empire um and so that even if the empire is not a problem it doesn't mean there aren't problems to solve uh and i think that's kind of an intriguing sort of uh message to get across for star wars in general uh so that by the time you know we start to get to stories that don't involve the empire in any way don't involve palpatine in any way and i know we'll eventually get there um it'll be fun to sort of see the creative ways that they can hopefully give us slightly more creative villains than uh, Mako uh, in this episode. Overall, uh, it was good sitting right in the middle for me again this week at a 3.5 out of 5 rations. So you can give the other half to the to another one of those youths. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, that is it for this week's Watch Club for Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or your predictions on the shows we cover in Watch Club, well, you don't have to steal a ship uh, only to not earn top earner again. Frickin' Drake. Come on, dude. <clears throat> Uh, instead, Megan, can you let our lovely batches know how they can reach us by all the message? Absolutely. They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or if that feels like you stole the wrong ship, they can find us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. How did she say it again, Omegan? Oh, oh, <laughs> Omegan, oh, you stole the wrong ship. 
No, that's totally I wrong. It. I don't have her. Uh, it was close. <laughs> Little Palpatine thrown in there. That sounded like, like uh, a more tech Omega combo than Omega. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she starts like taking over his voice as well at some point. She's just she figured so something out that he didn't even realize they could do. So that so was cool. Oh my cool. gosh! I, you know what? Now that makes me really, really want so badly. And if they, I've, okay, Michelle Ong, if somehow <laughs> by the good graces of of all that is mighty in in the Star Wars universe, if you hear this, I want. Omega's impressions of the Bad Batch. <laughs> I want Omega to do impressions of each one of her Bad Batch dads. It would be amazing. If she was um, like in her little room playing with toys and pretending to yeah. be each one of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like doing I would love voice. that. Incredible. Please make that a thing. Uh, listen, speaking of the Bad Batch themselves, uh, I actually had a chance to interview uh, D. Bradley Baker, uh, which you can check out on YouTube, as well as Justin sat down with the series writer uh, Jennifer Corbett and supervising director Brad Rao. So go check those out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric uh, and subscribe. Click the bell. Click on all the things. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the watch clubs uh, and let us know what you think of this season of the Bad Batch, uh, we are 10 episodes in to a total of, what is it, 16, 16? episodes in mm-hmm. total, I think? Mm-hmm. So we are moving right along. Megan, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And as we say, good, good soldiers, soldiers, follow orders. orders.